Our guest speaker this morning is someone that really lives the message of life is worth living and to step out and really let your light shine and be the gift to the world. She was my Science of Mind class 200 instructor when she was a minister here. I know that she has served in many centers in Canada and outside of Canada, and she is here to share her light, her love, and her message with us this morning. Please welcome with me our very own Reverend Connie Phelps. Good morning. I love the uh, song that Sparrow was sharing with us this morning about uh, go, um, loving the cows because uh, in Kenya they love cows. And it's really interesting, there's about six million people that live in Nairobi, they estimate. And you can be driving down the city street and the cows are grazing um, on the side of the, the streets. Uh, saves lawn mowing, I guess. So they, they love their cows, so very fitting. So join with me this morning. Let's, we'll do affirmative prayer. It's our way of moving our thought into action in the world. So join with me as we know together that there is only one. There is only one thing going on, and it is always life, living itself, on itself, being itself, in greater and greater ways. Because I know that there's only one life, one power, one eternal, infinite intelligence. And that intelligence is moving itself today, this morning, by means in each of each and every one of us, as we know and remember our own magnificence, as we transform our minds, we are each one of us a gift to the world in a greater way. So I know that this morning that we are in the right place at the right time, knowing and transforming our lives as we move out into the world, knowing the truth for every person that we meet, that there is that light in the middle of the darkness, and it is good. So this morning I call it good and very good because I know that we are in the right place at the right time. And I'm so grateful for that and grateful for this center, for this teaching, and for this day. I say thank you, God. I release my word knowing it is done. And together we say, and so it is. So this is Global Outreach Sunday. Centers for Spiritual Living has stepped into being in service in the world in a magnificent way. And I want to share some of that with you today. So Dr. Patrick has invited me to speak on Global Services Sunday because he knows that that is my vision, my passion, to be in the world in a bigger way. Uh, Reverend Catherine said, I've, I've uh, been, I'm kind of a nomad, so I've, I've kind of been everywhere um, doing this teaching. And most recently, I was called to be in Kenya to uh, give my, my, um, my life there and my heart there. So I'm going to share with you some of the stuff that is going on in global services and in, uh, in the Centers for Spiritual Living. Because what I know is this teaching transforms lives. Our lives and every life that we touch is transformed when we when we know the truth about, about life and about ourselves. So today's talk is dedicated to those individuals in all corners of the world 
that have answered the call to go out in a bigger way to do outreach. Now, I've always been about outreach. I love taking this teaching beyond the walls of a center, out into our communities, out into the world in a a bigger way. So I love this idea of outreach. Because every life that we touch is part of the whole, and every light that is transformed is a light in the world that transforms more and more lives. And we're all part of that, because each one of us is out there touching other lives in that way. Those of us that are here are so blessed to have the center to go to. To have a place where we can come and be in community together, to learn this language together. Anybody ever have trouble at the beginning learning the language and how to work the principles that we talk about? No, I can't be the only one that did that. So to have this community as a place to go to where we can learn to be different, where we can learn to transform our lives, where we can come together to celebrate this life and to celebrate this teaching, and to celebrate each other, and to have this place. We are so blessed to have this here, because I can tell you, around the world, there's many places that don't have centers that they can go to. And I know it's really hard to shift our consciousness on our own, because we're in our own heads. And so, you know, you ever try to convince yourself of something, sometimes that can be really difficult. So to have a place that supports us in doing that, it's a really big idea. And there's many places that, that don't have that in the world. And so today is about honoring those people that have been those um, nomads that move out in the world and touch lives. Dr. Dennis Merritt-Jones, who I know many of you know, he's been to the center many times, he says this, if we are willing to look deeply enough into one another, getting past all of our judgments, our fears about our differences, then we'll be able to see what we have in common. In short, we'll remember to remember that there is only one of us here. Contained with the wisdom of this awareness lies the potential for a lasting peace in the world. And I truly believe that. Many of us talk about, you know, living in a world that, you know, we we treat and we pray and I think everybody wants peace. I think that's a universal thing. We all want it. But how do we create it if we can't even create it in our own minds? in our own lives. So to realize that we can move out and be part of that creation in a bigger way, I think is truly magnificent. As we're going through this today, I'm going to be, there's gonna be a a slideshow going on behind us. So there's a visionary team called Global Services uh, um, that I've been working very closely with for the last several years. And this team of people, one of the, the, the vision as, as Centers for Spiritual Living came together, they adopted a vision to touch 100 million lives. Now, touching 100 million lives, I think, is a really big idea. It's an enormous idea, and how we do that, and we move out into the world in a greater way. So I love the name of this teaching, Spiritual Living. When we changed the name to that, I think is so magnificent, because it really is about touching people where they live, where we all live, 
in our homes. It's not about coming here on Sunday or to coming here to classes and only be different here. It's only as good as if we move it out into our communities, where we live, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our communities, in our cities, in our countries. That's where we make a difference. So there's a spiritual law that I'm going to be talking about this morning. And there's, there's several spiritual laws that you hear us talk about and Dr. Pat talk, Dr. Patrick talks about on Sundays. There's several laws that we talk about, but the one I want to talk about this morning, it's called the law of incorporation. And the spiritual law of incorporation is the one where we learn that the higher idea always encompasses the lower ideas as well. So if you've ever wondered how one person can make a difference in a world, because each one of us is in, contained in the higher idea. So every time we shift our thought to a new idea, to a, a greater possibility, everything that we are up until that is contained in it. So where you are right now is always perfect because you couldn't, you couldn't get here without being where you are. So it's that law of incorporation that everything is one. Everything is, is contained within the idea of the oneness. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning is how we can be part of a bigger idea in a bigger way. Can you imagine what the world would look like if we had a hundred million people touched and transformed by this teaching that we're actually living it. We're actually living it because if every person is out there in your lives practicing principle and using it every day in our lives to change our own lives, we ripple out and touch how many more lives. So if there's a hundred million people that are transformed by this teaching that are practicing it in their lives, because as Dr. Holmes says, it's only as good as the practice you use it. It's, you know, it's no good to just say it. You have to be living it as well. But for every person that you touch that might not be studying this teaching, but you're touching, they're all contained in that. So you can see this wave that can move out into the world in a greater way. So each one of us is, is part of that because every time you take a class, every time you come on Sunday and some thought triggers you and you transform some part of your life, it transforms more. Because I have a saying that I like to use and the saying is, if nothing changes, if nothing changes. Is that true? If you don't change anything, it's the same. But has anybody ever been overwhelmed by things that are going on in your life? Yeah. Once or twice. I still get overwhelmed, so you know, you're, you're not alone in that. But what I know and what I teach is, all you have to do is change one thing. Because some of us get so overwhelmed and we don't know where to start because we think, well, where do I start? Because it's so big! And how do I change? And so we just, we stay stuck. But what I know is all you have to do is change one thing. And when you change one thing, it changes everything. Everything is touched by that. One shift in consciousness, the difference that we can make in the world. So that's what it's about. That law of incorporation is changing that one thing. What is it? And, and rippling that out to make bigger changes. So the, the idea that has motivated global services is that idea of how can we be in service in the world to take this teaching to where people live. 
to be different in our lives. So we're going to be showing some slides about that this morning. Um, right now, currently, we are in 83, and, and this was done in the States, so they included Canada in that, 83 international communities around the globe in 32 different countries. We have over 400 affiliated centers around the world that we're part of. So sometimes we might think, well, gee, you know, we're just this little center here, but we're not. We are connected with so much more in the world in a bigger way, 400 and growing. We continue to grow and start new works all over the place. It's a great, it's a, it's a huge idea. And can you imagine these lives that are touched when new centers are started? Do you remember, and this might be your first day here today, this might be your first time, but if it isn't, do you remember the first day you walked into a center and what that felt like? I re it's so vivid for me, even now it's been 20 years ago that I did, it was actually 20, it was 1992, there you go, 20 years ago that I was first touched by this teaching and introduced to it. And uh, the first center I went to was in Calgary and Dr. Arlene Bump was there at that time. And Dr. Arlene uh, had a saying and she said that uh, people come to this teaching in one of two ways inspiration or desperation? She said, I haven't found anybody that came by inspiration yet. So, you know, if you came by desperation, you're not alone. Um, so, and, and I know for myself that that was true because when I first discovered this teaching 20 years ago, let me just say that my life was a mess. Um, it, it definitely came out of desperation. Um, and I won't go into the story, just it's enough to know that it was, it, it transformed my life. And as my life began to shift by taking one class at a time and began to shift me, I began to take classes. The next thing you know, I was a minister and, you know, since then moved out in the different communities that I'd been in and starting new works um, in Canada and then to move to Kenya to do that and the lives that are touched by this teaching. So you can think in your own life your transformation, and even if, you know, your family and friends don't um, join you in that, it still touches them. It still ripples out and makes a difference in the world. So if you ever wonder how one person can make a difference, that's how. Just by living these principles in your life and as you move out into the world in that way. So we have this family of humanity The first one that I want to talk about, I'm going to be talking about um, just a select selection of different centers around the world. And there's, as you can see, a lot more, but there's a few I want to talk about this morning. The first one is the one in Costa Rica. Barry Stevens and his wife were practitioners of the science of mind. They were living in the States, and they moved to Costa Rica 10 years ago. And they started a center there. Um, you know, teaching and people started coming. But what they realized was it needed to be done in a different way. And so they started a really grassroots um, organization there where they were just touching lives as they were introduced to them, one child at a time, one person at a time. And so they're really about being in service uh, to the people that they 
um, are um, in service to there. In their 10th year, they have placed 126 children in 16 schools. Now, what that really means when they say they've placed these children in schools, their commitment is um, to clothe them, and they all wear uniforms in their schools there, the same in Africa. They wear, you know, so they, they pay for their uniforms, they pay for their schooling, they pay for, um, and, and here we go to school, we have a, a free school system. They don't there in these third world countries. They pay for their own schooling. It's not like it is here. And so they pay for their schooling, they pay for their books, they pay for their food. And so when they say that they've placed 126 children in schools, that's a long-term commitment for all of their schooling, that they continue to year after year to be teaching and supplying these children with their needs as, as they're going to school. So that's a big thing. They've also administered 32 microloans to women that go out and start small businesses so that the women then can support their children because um, there's many orphan children there. And so they, they have also administered these microloans. They also have a community kitchen that they operate three times a week and they feed about 150 people three times a week. So they're really about being in service. And Barry says, and I've talked to him several times, and he's, he's so fascinating. And, and I learned a lot about how I was doing my ministry in Kenya and continue in a different way from my conversations with Barry. Because he says, you know, it's one thing to be able to, to learn this teaching, but it's another thing to be able to apply it to our lives. And when their needs are so great... How can they learn? And so it's giving them the tools and the support that they need in order to learn and to transform their lives and to support them along the way to that. They've got a wonderful thing that they're doing there. In Nigeria, we have this young woman and, and her name is pronounced Ahiani. And uh, she has a group called the Creative Mind Exploration Group. And this group of people, they not only study this teaching, they get together to study, but they also are engaged in giving aid to, uh, giving aid to orphans and uh, to abused and widowed women as well. They, they do that. And they, they have these, again, it's about the humanitarian effort of really supporting these people where they live to give them the support so that they can really transform their lives in a, in a bigger way. In Mexico, this is one of the centers, and uh, this woman, uh, Rebecca Pina, she started this, and I won't even try to... Anybody here Spanish, you might do better at it than me. But she dedicated herself to translating the science of mind into Spanish. So it's now available in Spanish as well. So that was a huge project that she was involved in to, to translate not only the textbook into Spanish, but the teaching materials into Spanish as well. So she's been really instrumental in doing that. And so she is in Mexico City, 
And so she's trained many people from basic science of mind through to practitioner in Mexico City as well. She's now uh, retired, and there's a new woman that has taken over, uh, Terry Ruiz. And she's also in charge of how their, or their mission is to serve marginalized, poor, and abandoned women and children in Mexico City. Mexico City um, is um, very... Apparently, a, a, a difficult. I've been to Mexico several times, but Mexico City is one of those cities where um, you have, you know, children begging in the streets um, all of the time. It's it's very heartbreaking what goes on there and how they do that. So um, she has a group that that is doing that there as well. And she she had nine girls age between 7 and 15 years uh, that started raising these girls. She has a home to raise this small group of girls as well and supporting them with their studies so that they can go to school and they were orphaned and had a place to go. And those young girls, they were, they were raped, they were beaten, um, and they had no place. They were abandoned by their families. And so she's taken them in and she's educating them as well as teaching them the science of mind at the same time. In the Philippines, we have another Ruiz. Um, this, this young man uh, has the Religious Science of Mind Center in the Philippines, and he translated the movie The Secret into, um, um, and he called it, it's I sang low, or it means one race. And so he translated that movie uh, in the Philippines. And now their center there is producing a TV show called Living Well. And it's about love and wealth and health and helping people transform their lives there on this TV show. Now, this young man was suffering from a severe kidney failure contacted Global Services a couple of years ago and asked for a spiritual mind treatment. So the, you know, the news was sent out to the, uh, the treatment team and Global Services treatment team did treatment for this young man. And he says he had what he calls a miraculous recovery uh, from his kidney failure. So he's been touched and transformed as well. The next slide is Kenya. That's my um, passion and the work that I was doing in Kenya. And um, I, I could go on for days telling you about um, the work in Kenya. But there's a few stories I want to tell you about. One of the first things I realized when I went there was that how we teach wasn't going to work there. Even the curriculum needs to be changed. The way that we touch people, it, it, it has to be different. But one of the things I really realized, shortly after I went there, I was meeting with a group of, of people. There was maybe oh, 10 or 15 um, people that had come and were interested in the teaching. And um, they, they speak some English, uh, but it's pretty limited. Um, so I was struggling with this, you know, what am I going to tell these people? And in my own mind thinking, my goodness, what on earth have I got to offer these people? And what was I thinking? And why was I there? And so I had some of these thoughts going on. And so I was sitting there that day with this group and it occurred to me, and I said to them, I said, so, you know, you might be wondering what this white woman from Canada can possibly tell you about and how 
What, whatever I have to offer you, how can that make a difference in your life? And what I realized, and I said to them, I said, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. Truth is truth. And this is what we call a truth teaching with a capital T. You know, we talk about your truth and my truth. That's not the truth I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spiritual truth. And a spiritual truth is a truth that is true for everyone. And so this is a truth teaching. And I said to them, so it doesn't matter who you are. What I know is that this teaching transforms lives. That what we think about comes about. And I can teach you how to do that. That's what I have to offer. And that's what we have to offer to people is to teach them how to think in a new way. So it doesn't need to be this big overwhelming thing that we can change people's lives right where we are by that one tool. It's absolutely transformational. I want to share one of the stories that happened when I was there. One of the projects that we've been involved in with Global Services is a food project, and I'm going to be talking more about that in a few minutes. But um, I was, the food project is in Tanzania, which is in the next country, and um, the, um, the teens, Center for Spiritual Living Teens, had done a project where they'd put a bunch of the food packages together, and they were sending it over to Tanzania, but they wanted it to be directed to me in Kenya. And so I'm thinking, I was shortly after I got there, and I thought, well, what on earth am I going to do with this food? I had like 200 boxes of food. And I thought, well, <laughs> they're sending me this food. What am I supposed to do with it? I'm living in this apartment, and, you know, I was just sort of overwhelmed with this whole idea of this food project. And at that time, I had in this idea in my mind that, you know, that we needed to be there, we needed to teach them how to fish, not give them fish, so I didn't want to be, you know, the person that was giving them more things, because that was one of the things that I think they need to transform their idea about, that we're there to give them things. So I, I was really struggling with this whole idea. So anyway, the food was coming, and one day, I was on a public transportation, and I, this man introduced himself to me, because obviously he could tell that, you know, I was English. And uh, so he, he, we started talking, and he was a minister, and he said, you know, I'd like together, I'd like to talk to you more about what you're doing here, and I can probably help you. And I'm thinking, so I had my judgment, because he told me what church he was involved with, and it's very fundamental Christianity. So all of my judgments are coming up. It's like, yeah, like, he's not going to, you know, really, you know, how can we come together? And, and so I, I had some judgment about that but uh, we did we went ahead and we met uh, for coffee and we were talking and I was telling him what I was doing and one thing led to another and he said something that was so profound and we you know because I, I wanted to be totally transparent with him about you know what I was doing and what I was about and what I wasn't about and we were talking about that and he said to me this is what he said he said you know I might not agree with your teaching or your philosophy, but I agree with you. And I thought, that really, that's what it's about. We don't have to agree with everybody about their ideas and their opinions or their philosophy, but we agree with who they are as human beings. There's only one. So that was, that was just a profound moment for me. And we continued on, and, and uh, uh, this, 
he invited me out to the school that he had. He operated a, uh, a school for young girls. There was, he housed about 40 of them. It was a residential school for young girls that had been orphaned and abandoned. And so I went out to a school and, you know, met some of the, the people that were there. And then about a week later, the food was showing up. And it showed up really quite unexpectedly. We were sort of still in the conversation about what to do. And all of a sudden, I get this phone call that the food's going to be there. It's like, ah, now what do I do? So anyway, I thought of him because I'd been to his school and I knew he had a warehouse. So I called him and I, I asked him if you know we could store the food there and if he could help me with the distribution and so on. So we did that. We took all the food out there. And about a Two days after that, I got a call from him, and he had, at his school, a truckload, like a big truck, had shown up at his door with about 100 children, boys and girls. He had a girls' school. This was boys and girls. About 100 kids that had been, this truck driver had been picking up uh, from the Congo and Rwanda and Somalia and making its way to Kenya, because Kenya is not war-torn, but a lot of the countries around it are right now, had shown up because he knew of this guy's place that he had, this residential school, showed up with this truckload of kids. This was two days after the food came. So that's where the food went, was to support these. So if you ever wonder the difference that we make and that if spirit is not working in perfect order and perfect timing, it was amazing. These kids that had been picked up, they had been you know, just running for their lives. Many of them had saw their families mown down in front of them, um, were, you know, had no skills to survive. Many of them were disease-risen, had been raped along the way. I mean, it was just horror stories that um, you, you, it's beyond our imagination of what these children had gone through and, uh, and showed up there. And then what was really fascinating is after that, he had invited me to come back and teach science of mind. He wanted me to come in and teach science of mind to these children in this school. Yeah. Just amazing stories. I had another one last week. I got an email. Another uh, place that I went and taught uh, while I was there called Kisi. And Kisi is about 230 miles from Nairobi. So here, 230 miles is like, you know, from here to Calgary, it's no big deal. But I got to tell you, it's a day's drive when you're in Kenya. Um, and so it was a big deal going to Kisi to, uh, to teach. And I went there about once a month. And um, so this is one of the fellows. I got an email last week. His name is uh, uh, Dennis Mutande. And Dennis uh, was one of the fellows from Kisi. And he sent me this email. He was talking about um, there's some in the outlining areas um, that is infiltrated into Kenya. There's some tribal warfare going on right now and a lot of conflict. And they're fighting over water and pasture land is what they're fighting over. And um, he said that he could never, he, he couldn't believe that in his lifetime that he would see Kenyans fighting Kenyans tribes fighting tribes, and here it was in his village that this was going on. And he said, um, a, 
bunch of the terrorists, a group of the terrorists, and people are so afraid of them. He said even the police are afraid of them. The police don't want to get involved because they're afraid of them. These terrorists showed up at his workplace and was with swords and was mowing people down. Like 19 people were slaughtered in front of him. And uh, he, was, he was injured. Um, the, um, the police were called in. 500 police showed up at the workplace and rescued 43 of them and took them to the hospital. He was one of them. At the end of his email, he says, as I write and recall, this brings more tears as I remember my young family. I mean, these are people I've, I've met in villages that I've been to. Um, so, and, and he wrote because he wrote for treatment. Because he knows the power of what we do, the power of treatment. So, you know, if, if you're called to do that, to include this group of people in your prayers as well, as we know that, you know, the lives that we touch... We don't know where we're going to touch them. In Egypt, this young woman had um, returned to Cairo after being, she had gone to the States for two years and was learning science of mind, was discovered science of mind, went back to Cairo. Well, Egypt um, had um, an uprising uh, just over a year ago or maybe two, might be closer to two now. Anyway, they, they, they had um, gone through a revolution in Egypt as well. And she, so she is back there, and she's trying to um, start a group in Egypt where she's teaching the science of mind there. She said it's been really, really difficult because of all of the strife that's going on in Egypt. But her dedication is just to be there and to teach whoever shows up. She said, getting a formal group going has been really tough, but just whoever shows up, and she, she's touching those lives in Egypt. In Russia, this woman is amazing, Masha. She, uh, this teaching started in Russia 22 years ago. It was first introduced into Russia, and... Um, Masha teaches practitioners to go out, and the practitioners that she teaches then go out and teach as well. In Russia, they now have over 100 practitioners in Russia that are out there teaching. It's huge. It's been there for 22 years now that, that they're out there teaching and um, paneling, and they have conferences. They have... Uh, uh, like, we get to go to a Selimar and the places that we go to for our conferences. But there's conferences that she has in Russia where the ministers from the States and Canada can go over there and be in service uh, there as well. And they just did another uh, conference there this year. And uh, one of my friends was over there and, and the stories that he tells about the work that they're doing in Russia is just, it's just amazing. This woman, Kat De Palma, this is uh, more about the uh, food project I was telling you a little bit about. And so Kat De Palma went to Tanzania to work with outreach. Um, I'm not sure how long ago, several years ago, she went to do some work with them. And then she came back to Florida where she lives. And she thought, well, how can I be involved in this to 
you know, how can we be involved? So Centers for Spiritual Living and Global Services has adopted Outreach. They partnered with Outreach Inc. in Tanzania, where they are um, doing this food distribution project. So one of the things I want to talk to you about this morning, as you came in this morning, you were given this brochure. And this will give you more information about what this is about in the food project. And uh, this little girl, she was one of the, the girls that, uh, some of the food, and she's from Kenya. It's a little girl in the front um, that uh, was one of the little ones where I was. So um, anyway, the, the, the food project that Kath is involved in is um, where they have a project where they package the food, and the food has been specifically developed with rice and proteins and vitamins and all of the, everything. So it's a complete meal in each package that is done in this packaging project. And they package, each package has six meals in it. And they package them up into boxes and then they ship them over to Tanzania and then she distrib distributes them out into the communities over there. Well, she doesn't. Floyd Hammer does, who outreach in, uh, in, in uh, Tanzania. And then uh, some of that came into Kenya as well a couple of times. We got another shipment after that as well that my husband distributed over there into Kenya in Nairobi as well. And so we can be part of this. What's happening is um, Global Services is going to have the, the first uh, food packaging event for global services on October the 27th in Denver. So if you're called, do you want to go to Denver and, and be part of that? That would be a cool thing to do. But also, we can also be part in a different way as we can um, share our funds, our finances to help buy the food to go into these packages as well. And so at the back, you'll notice that there's a globe back there where you can donate directly to this project. Or if you put your donation uh, on your envelope today, if you wanted to go to global services, write global services on there and be part of this project by the funds that we can give as well. And it's a really neat project as this project develops because it's really a win-win. What they've done, um, how, what Centers for Spiritual Living has done, for every dollar that's received, 25% of it comes back to this center to do outreach in our community. 25% goes to global services to do global services outreach. And uh, one of the, the, the projects that global Global Services is um, piloting right now as they've decided because of some of the work that I was doing over there, realizing that we need to do it differently and support ministers to go into the world to do this um, because when I did it, I sold everything I had and went and lived there as long as I could myself, but to go back to have the financial support. So what Global Services has decided to do is to uh, take all of the funds for one year, and they've asked me to put together a, a project, a plan, to uh, support me to be there for a year. So 25% of that would go towards that project to support, and so I would Hopefully, um, this works out to be the first pilot that they send a minister out uh, to support them to start a work. So that's really exciting. So 25% goes to that, and then 50% of every dollar goes into the food project itself, into buying the food. So your money really, for one dollar, how far it can go um, to, to make a difference in the world. So there's more of that on, on that, um, if you want to have a look at different ways that you can be involved in that project project in Denver. So that's the food packaging that is going to happen there. 
Because what I know, as I started by saying, this law of incorporation is everything that we are, every little bit that we contribute makes such a difference in the world. By the, the smallest things that we can do to the largest thing that we can do, every little bit makes a difference. Because there's this one young fellow, go one more slide, this fellow, he said, the day of my spiritual awakening was the day that I saw and knew all things in God and God in all things. Namaste.